Welcome to episode 34 of Hassett Mentor Review. I'm Amanda Evans and in this episode we have a look at how to market food safety, testing your water system, retention samples and activating your contingency plan. Don't forget if you have any questions just leave a comment below this episode. I watched with interest this week on the news in Australia of a food transport truck that overturned losing its full load of eggs. When I audit, I often see food businesses using this type of incident or scenario as the basis for testing their contingency plan. Some of the areas that are really poorly done or rarely documented in reporting of these mock tests are contacting the family members of the driver, the driver rehabilitation and interacting with the media. When you go to undertake your test, make sure you have full reporting to support a thorough test of the food business systems. Reporting can include things like the actual scenario, timelines in which things got completed, what forms were completed, decisions made, improvements recommended, system changes made and interaction with both internal and external stakeholders. One of the most effective things that you can do to ensure a successful audit outcome is to undertake an effective internal audit against the standard that you're getting audited to against. Now this is not something new, I always go on about this. Now SQF has made this process a little easier with the recent release of an internal audit checklist for edition 7.1. You can either purchase for the entire code or just for modules 2 and module 11. There's a cost involved, but at $50 US, it would take you longer to actually develop a tool yourself. I've left a, a link in the show notes so you can go straight to where you can purchase it from. The purpose of retention samples. Retention samples are samples taken from food production and retained for a particular time frame. The time frame may differ depending on the type of food product, but in general rule of thumb, Samples should be retained for the shelf life of the product plus, say, an extra 10%. Retention samples can then be assessed for food safety and quality parameters to support that particular stated shelf life. Retention samples should be stored as per the product storage requirements. My question to you this episode is how do you go ahead and market food safety? Your customers purchase from you with the expectation that they will not get sick, injured or killed. So because of this basic expectation, you really can't market food safety. You may be thinking, hang on, we use a certification trademark as part of our food business marketing. What this type of promotion is actually saying to your customers is that you are using a benchmark set of strategies to achieve food safety that are then independently reviewed. When you look at the different clauses of your certification standard, so for example SQF, BRC, 22,000, see if you can tie the requirement or strategy back to a basic food law and customer expectation. Look for the food safety links rather than quality in doing this activity. So for example, BRC 7.1.1 and SQF 2.9.1.1 talks about the requirements for all staff to be appropriately trained prior to commencing work and that maintaining food safety requirements. If staff do not have adequate training and knowledge, their action can have a direct effect on food safety. 
The action of the week this episode is to check that your water supply has been tested in the previous 12 months. This is a requirement of the majority of the GFSI standards. Testing your water supply to see if it is safe and potable verifies its safety. The water from the supply authority may be reported as being safe and potable, but the reason you need to also check is because contamination can occur within your own water delivery system or your pipes. Only safe and potable water should be used as an input into your system, including for cleaning, washing or as an ingredient. Each week when I put together these episodes, I try and deliver information that I will think that is helpful in making your food safety and HACCP compliance easier. I would love to know if there are particular topics you would like to hear about or even if the current format is okay. I've moved away from reporting recent recalls and food poisoning outbreaks in each episode to focus on information that is not readily available. If you still want me to recap on food recalls and food poisonings, just let me know and post a comment below this episode. Anyway, that wraps up episode 34 of HACCP Mentor Review. Hit share using the social media buttons below and I look forward to getting your feedback. Until next time, I'm Amanda Evans from HACCPMentor.com.